Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. This is Unsportsmanlike with Evan Candy and Michelle coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Niners with a huge win on Sunday over the Eagles, setting up this week where we've got the Eagles and the Cowboys, three best teams in the NFC right now. So which one, if we're going to deem the Niners to be the best, is a bigger threat, the Eagles or the Cowboys? Shannon Sharp on first take on ESPN with Stephen A. Smith and Molly Karam answered it this way. I don't believe either team can beat the 49ers. That's how good the 49ers are. And I understand how well Dak is throwing the football. But they can't beat the 49ers. And the Eagles, they're too, they too weak on the back end. But if you make me pick, I'll take the Cowboys just because. But I don't think either team, being, being honest, can beat the 49ers. Are either of these two teams threats? If the Niners were going to deem when healthy the best team in the NFC, some would say, including me, the best team in the NFL, do we look at both the Cowboys and the Eagles as threats? One of the two? Is someone else a bigger threat? Obviously, as we see it today, doesn't mean it's going to be the same way we see it in January into February because teams are going to be different. We are going to have injuries. The Eagles are adding guys left and right with Darius Leonard. There's been rumors of Indomitian Sue potentially coming back to them. Maybe Zach Ertz. So, like, the way they look could be different. How many true contenders to what we're deeming to be the Niners' throne are there right now? Oh, I would probably say it's two. It's it's the, it's the Eagles and it's the Cowboys, and I would have it in that order. Mm-hmm. I don't know how we can't view the Eagles as a threat to the 49ers if the Eagles beat the 49ers in the NFC Championship game a year ago when both teams came into that game healthy. Now, I get it. The Eagles knocked out Brock Purdy relatively early in the conference championship game, and that dictated the complexion of what we saw. But ultimately, I do think that they are a legitimate threat. Now, with the Dallas Cowboys, I'm going to need to see more. Like last week against the Seattle Seahawks was the first time that they beat a team with a winning record coming into that matchup. So I just need to see them do it, and they're going to have an opportunity with this four-game gauntlet that they're about to go through, starting on Sunday with the Eagles. Then they got the the Buffalo Bills, the Miami Dolphins, and then they finish with the Detroit Lions. I'm going to learn all I need to know about the Dallas Cowboys in that span, and that's going to inform how I feel about them being a legitimate threat to the 49ers. I think how we feel now might drastically change by Sunday when the Eagles and the Cowboys play one another. Based on how that game goes and how they look competing against one another, that could change how we view which one is an actual threat to the 49ers. Because, CC, you brought this up earlier, but the Eagles went through such a tough stretch that it felt like one of those games they were likely going to lose. They went... They play Dallas, Kansas City, Buffalo, and then San Francisco. That is a really tough stretch of football that they had to endure. So the fact that San Francisco is at the end of that list and they got destroyed by them, I'm – I thought it would be more competitive, that's for sure. But I'm not all that surprised that they would lose that game and or lose one of those games during that stretch. The Niners over the last couple of years are undefeated – when Brock Purdy, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayu, Christian McCaffrey, George Kittle, and their left tackle, Trent Williams, all play from start to finish. 
in a game. They're 14-0, and 0, which is just unbelievable. Brock Purdy in his career has started 17 games. The Niners have won 14 of those games. We are getting to a point where it's a big enough sample size to say if they are healthy, they are clearly the best team, and there's almost no argument against it. But here's the big but. They're not going to host an NFC Championship game against Philadelphia, most likely, which means, and CC, you could speak towards this because in the NFC East, you played Philadelphia twice a year when you were in the NFC East, and obviously any division you were in, you played teams twice a year. Is it something of impossibility to go on the road and beat a team twice in their building in the same season when that team is a good team? No, I don't think it's an impossibility. I think if you lose to a team um, in the first go-round of the regular season, I think that's for a reason, right? I don't think it's, it's, it's usually not an accident in the NFL, especially with a game that had as much pressure and as much uh, of a spotlight as that one did. Remember, the 49ers came in there wearing all black. They were trying to make a statement, no and they doubt. did. But the most important thing that they did is give themselves confidence that they can go in that building and win when it mattered. And, and both in that game on Sunday meant something to both teams, but I think it was clear and obvious that it meant just a little bit more to the San Francisco 49ers. Well, Debo Samuel kept saying if Brock was in that game, we would have won. You know, he talked a lot of trash about – how he felt about his team in that game specifically. And then he certainly backed it up and they backed it up, but they really do have confidence in themselves. You don't show up to that game in all black. If you don't feel like you could really handle your opponent, you don't make a statement like that. If you don't think you have a really good shot at it. And they, they backed it all up Debo and the 49ers. Are we at a point where it's almost impossible to think that we could have an NFC championship game without two of those three teams? We know we're going to have an NFC Championship game with one of those. So three. you think the Lions aren't in that conversation is what you're saying? I, I, I'm asking. I don't, I don't, it doesn't feel like we have another team that is as logical as we sit here today to assume, yeah, they're going to be in there. Because remember, the Lions could make the playoffs and win a game in the playoffs and not get to the NFC Championship game. And we have no other choice, I think, properly but to sit back and say, what a phenomenal season for the Detroit Lions and what a step in the right direction. Add this piece, add that piece. Tinker a little bit here, and you can make that next leap. They're probably going to have to get a new offensive coordinator next year because Ben Johnson, their offensive coordinator, will likely be a head coach somewhere. So that'll be an alteration. But like the other three teams, I don't think we could say, yeah, made the playoffs, won a playoff game. You didn't get the NFC Championship game and say it's a successful season. Could we imagine a scenario where it's not two of those three teams in the NFC Championship? No. I can't either. No. I'd be shocked if it wasn't two of those three. I'm kind of there too. I I don't even know. where. Like the Lions, sure, is there – I can't go to the place of the NFC South winner. I have a tough time with Green Bay or Minnesota to make it to the NFC Championship game. The Rams could make That's things interesting the if one. they find a way to get in. They've been there, done they, that they part could, of it. They could make it interesting if they find their way in, but their loss to the Green Bay Packers in Week 9, I think, is what's going to end up coming back to bite them. Now, we'll see if Minnesota continues to regress. Some of the shine is kind of worn off on Josh Dobbs, so maybe that opens the door for the Rams to get in and bumps the uh, the Green Bay Packers up to the second wild card. The Rams slide in as the third. I could see a scenario playing out like that. But if the Rams end up getting in the dance, that is a team that nobody wants to play. So if you draw the Rams, especially if you're a team like the San Francisco 49ers, if you draw a division rival in the first round of the playoffs wild card weekend – 
the, the, a team that, you know, y'all have gone back and forth with. I don't know. That could be interesting. That could be a spot that you really don't want to be in if you're San Francisco. Yeah, Matthew Stafford has had a much better season than people realize, I think, and they still have the makings of a team. And that defense is figuring it out. That defense is yeah. really, really young, and they're starting to figure it out. And Aaron Donald is, you know, he just continues to be one of the best players in football, yeah, regardless I, of position. There's, they're older and more wear and tear, obviously. But if you have on the, the Rams going into the playoffs – from the Super Bowl winning team a few years ago, you have the same head coach, the same quarterback, and the same two best players that are not their quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. Quarterback, excuse me, in Aaron Donald and Cooper Cup. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that Cooper Cup has been banged up, but usually in that exact scenario applied to another team, we are always by default like, okay, well, you got to watch out for them. I think it's good that we're at least noting that, that the Rams, as much as this may pain you, Smalls, as the team that left your hometown in St. Louis – like I think we have to acknowledge that they may be the most likely outside-looking-in team to sneak their way into the NFC Championship game. And you're not wrong. Here's the thing. The San Francisco 49ers, the best team in all of football. I get it. These two teams played early on in the regular season. That was a three-point ball game going into the fourth quarter. I'm just saying. I'm, yeah. I'm, no, I've been I'm, hyping the Rams I'm, all year. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. That was a three-point game going into the fourth quarter. So I don't think it's it's off the board that the Rams could be a problem, which makes what happens in week 18 that much more interesting because that's when the two teams play again. A team that I also think could play the disruptor role. Now, I don't think I would pick them to go as far as the NFC championship game. What about the Green Bay Packers being a bit of a disruptor? They've beaten the Lions. They've beaten the Chiefs. They have a very winnable stretch of games where they could continue to build on that momentum, build that confidence as they get to the playoffs. I would love to see round three of Lions-Packers, wouldn't you? I would love to see round three of that matchup. I I just would. If that ends up being a 3-6 game, I would love to see it, especially – with the way that Jordan Love and that offense is playing now. He's like, making like, some big boys. You feel throws. like Green Bay has figured it out with not only him, but the young pieces that they put around him to allow those guys to grow up together. Jaden Reed and Christian Watson and Romeo Dobbs and Musgrave when he gets back and Kraft the tight end. Like you you feel good about the pieces, the young pieces that Jordan Love has to grow with. And then on top of that, you got a really good defense back in your play. A really, really good defense. Rashawn Gary is one of the best defensive players that nobody talks about in the National Football League. Had a coming out party in Thanksgiving Day. Like This is a good team. It's a really good team. They're going to be in the playoffs. And Matt LaFleur, a guy with, yeah. with you know, obviously Several success. conference championship games, yeah. Uh-huh. And I also think if they punch their tickets to the playoffs, that's the Super Bowl for them, right? Like they've already outseeded everyone's expectations of what you thought of them, especially at certain points this season. That's a young team that really has nothing to lose going into the playoffs. So that, that makes them dangerous. Yeah. Well, I think about Tribe Called Quest, the great song once again. Ooh, you did it to me once again, my friend. If the Green Bay Packers do what you're suggesting, they did it once again. They went from Favre. They went from Rodgers. And now to love CC, they did it. Again. I, I can't, I can't, I can't go if there. They make yet. a run to the Super Bowl or the NFC Championship game in his first year as a starting quarterback. The fact that we're even having that conversation, I don't know, leads me to a tribe called Quest. Naturally, we, no, I'm saying we like to associate songs with storylines. Purdy rocking all night long. Once again, tribe called Quest would be my song. For the Green Bay Packers, if some, no team... That's it. If they got to the conference championship games, that means they would have had to beat Philadelphia or San Francisco. <sighs> We're more likely to, to go there if they do something like that with Jordan Love. Yeah, yeah. I could, I could entertain that possibility of them you know, having 
you know, the next one in line in terms of Hall of Fame, potential Hall of Fame quarterback play. So you're saying that the Green Bay Packers would then have in someone's early start as a, of his career, after sitting for years, would be a really low seed and going on the road and winning the Super Bowl or getting to a Super Bowl or getting to a conference championship game? You mean the exact same thing that Rodgers did in 2010? And I'm it not. Wasn't his first year, though. No, no, I'm saying it's it, it, early years as a starter. Yeah. To have the same thing, it's going to feel like the Green Bay Packers yeah. have accomplished something that nobody accomplishes. They're going to have 60 years of great quarterback play. This is wild. No, seriously. Like, if, it's if, possible. If 60, maybe 30 or 40? We have to figure out what the number is. No, they've already got 30. 30. They've got over 30. So they will have. That's stupid. If this guy is. <laughs> they have a half a century worth. Yeah. Cleveland Browns fans are weeping listening to this conversation. The New York Jets are crying listening to this conversation. They did it once again. If Jordan Love is that dude and he's a 10-year player for them as a starter, they will have done something that they will be their quarterbacks would be the equivalent of the Steelers head coaches. That's what it would be. You have three of them, and that's it. Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA reporter, Hoop Collective Pod. They got a live show on Friday night in Vegas, which you could be a part of. We will talk to Bontemps next. It's Unsportsmanlike on ESPN Radio. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We are Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Alongside Michelle Swollen, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. Yes, the Lakers are heading to Vegas, and so is my favorite NBA and overall podcast on the ESPN app. You guys know I have a big running streak. I run every single day. I've done it for three years straight. Wow, okay. I would say that more time has been consumed on my treadmill listening to our next guest than any other person while on the treadmill running, Tim Bontemps is part of the Hoop Collective podcast with Tim McMahon, Brian Windhorst. They are going to be out in Vegas Friday night for the Hoop Collective live show, Windy Hoops Vegas at Windhorse ESPN. Brian has it pinned there. Bontemps does not, which is interesting. And, and the nature of this, I have to start you off in promoting this event, Bontemps. Which emotion is greater? How much the two Tims are looking forward to this event or how little Brian is looking forward to this event? <laughs> Well, first off, if you listen to the, the pod that much, uh, I'm kind of concerned for your well-being. But uh, I uh, no, I mean Brian likes to pretend he doesn't enjoy anything, but um, we're all very excited about it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Got some 
potentially some special guests lined up. We'll see how the rest of this thing shakes out over the next 24 hours or so with how these games go. But, um, but yeah, you heard the link. I'll, uh, I'll make sure I get it on my Twitter today. People can go get tickets and uh, come see what should be a fun show on Friday after what hopefully is going to be a couple of uh, pretty fun games tomorrow after what's, I think, been a pretty good uh, in-season tournament so far for the league. Tim, post-game last night, Kevin Durant talked about the excitement and the playoff-like atmosphere leading up to the game against the Lakers. And, and, and I'm, I'm wondering because it's been, you know, out there in the ether that people believe that winning the in-season tournament could be, you know, a bump or a confidence boost that a team would need to potentially springboard them on a championship run, similar to what we saw the bubble do for the Phoenix Suns in 2020 and how they went to the NBA Finals in 2021. Do you think that aspect of the in-season tournament is a little bit overstated, or or where do you come down on this tournament being a potential springboard for teams to go on a deep playoff run? I don't know if it's a springboard, Kenny, to go on a deep playoff run. What I will say is the Indiana Pacers – have looked at this tournament from the beginning as a springboard for them to become a playoff team and to have an opportunity as a young group to play against high-level opponents in games with stakes and learn what that experience is going to be like. They talked about it going into games against Cleveland and Atlanta and Philly in the group stage, games they all won. And they talked about it going into Monday's game in Indy against the Celtics, which I was at. Uh, that they that they then went on to win, and I'm sure they're going to talk about it today and tomorrow going to this game against the Bucks, a team they've already beat this year. Um, and if they do, they'll they'll be in the championship game against the Lakers and Pelicans on Saturday. And I, you know, for Tyrese Halliburton, a young emerging star in the league for the Pacers, a young exciting team that's trying to learn what it means to be a playoff team. Um, you know, getting the chance to play against these elite teams in games with stakes. I think you've seen the impact it's already had on them, and I think their hope is they can make the playoffs after a run like this. They can, you know, be better prepared to go on a, a deep playoff run come April and May uh, than they would have been had this thing not existed and they were just playing 82 games. Tim, I think we're all looking at the in-season tournament and saying that up until this point it's been pretty successful. What the NBA was trying to com- to accomplish is in fact, being accomplished. But as you're watching these games, is there anything that you think that they should tweak moving forward or any part of this that you didn't like? I don't know if there's anything I didn't like per se. I mean, I definitely think there's some things to tweak going forward. Um, You know, when the league eventually expands to 32 teams, it's just going to be, I think, like the World Cup, where there'll be four 18 groups or eight 14 groups, I should say, um, which will make a lot of the, the scheduling stuff right now that's a little complicated, a little easier. Um, you know, I do wonder if next year they try to get to even a number, an even number of teams in groups, say five groups of six teams instead of six groups of five teams, so that you don't have a situation where on the last day, like there was this year, you have teams like Orlando that wasn't playing, right, and sort of had to just watch and see where things wound up as opposed to having everybody playing the last day. Um, there's some scheduling things I think they could potentially change too. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I think – I was pretty bullish on this thing coming into the season. I thought it was really a all upside play for the league. And I think it's frankly gone better than anybody could have imagined so far. Um, And I think it's been a real success and I'm excited for how this thing in Vegas is going to go the next couple of days. And I I think it's a thing that's going to become a real staple of the NBA calendar. And I think the league has done a good job of, 
um, you know, giving people something to talk about the league in a part of the calendar when nobody usually does. We are on Sportsman Like here on ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. We're talking with Tim Bontemps, ESPN NBA writer. He's got a story out today on the Orlando Magic and their revival this year, maybe kind of like this year's version of the Kings. But most importantly, he's got his in-season tournament live hoop collective podcast event Friday night, 7 p.m., at the Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club Theater, Ticketmaster.com for more information. You know, Von Temps, as everything's going on here with the in-season tournament, our focus is there. We got Zion, we got LeBron, we got Giannis, we got all this excitement, Halliburton. There seems to be a lot of buzz coming out of Clippers camp right now and all the stuff that James Harden is saying and P.J. Tucker is saying. I feel like I need to have the windy what is going on in right now in terms of the Clippers, (laughs) but that's kind of under the radar that I feel like we need to be thinking about more. Am I right about that? The Clippers are under the radar? Really? <laughs> you don't think so? I'm not sure about that. Okay. I mean, they've been a they've been a disaster from like the moment James showed up basically. So, I mean, I think people have been uh have been zeroed in on that. I mean, look, I, what I'll say is I'm saying the tampering um, accusations that he threw out there about his agents talking to the or it's, it's Oh. Oh, yes. I yes. I uh well, I mean, look. The league the league has taken a uh, an interesting position on the tampering stuff over time, and they've they've sort of gone after certain things and not gone after other things. And look, I mean, with this whole James Harden thing at this point, from that standpoint, um, I'm just ready to be done with the whole thing. Like it's been it's been what eight months, six eight months of just the same stuff over and over again. I don't really see what the point was of, you know, this interview he gave the other day. Um, you know, I, at this point, I'm much more interested in are the, are the Clippers going to figure out how to properly use him on the court and where that's, where that's part of this is going to go. Cause I, I don't think the league is going to go back and try to retroactively uh, adjudicate anything again. They've already studied some of that stuff. And at this point, I think it's all water under the bridge. And James is certainly still pretty clearly unhappy about it. But I don't, I don't think anything's really going to change because of it. Tim, we mentioned the article on .com about Orlando. The Magic, along with the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Oklahoma City Thunder, are top three seeds in their respective conferences based on the standings right now. I'm just curious to know from your perspective – which one of those teams starts is it safe to put stock in in terms of what they've done through the first quarter of the season? I mean, I think you could put stock in all three of them to some degree. Uh, I think, you know, I probably believe the most long-term in Oklahoma City uh, just because I, I think their their trio of guys and they get Alexander, Chet Holmgren, and Jalen Williams, I, obviously they're going to be there for a long time. And I think they're um, – you know, they, they've got the longest runway because of that. But Minnesota, I think, is legit because Rudy Gobert is back to being clearly the best defensive player in basketball and looks dominant at that end of the court again. Um, and, and you know what? I think the Orlando Magic have been a great story. Uh, Jamal Mosley, the coach there, has done a phenomenal job. They've had pretty key injuries this year to, to main players and have played through it anyway. They've got a bunch of really intriguing young players. They play terrific defense. They're super fun to watch. Um, so, I mean, look, it's, I mean, I think it's an, it's a fair question because they're all sort of young, surprising teams, but 
honestly, I think they're all going to be in the top six in both conferences and are going to make the playoffs. So, I mean, I think it's really more of like, who do you believe in more by degrees? Because I, I think they're all legit, and I think we're going to see them all in the top six um, come mid-April when the playoffs start. Tim Bontemps, Hoop Collective Podcast, Brian Winhorse, Tim McMahon. They're going to be live Friday night, Jimmy Kimmel Comedy Club, Ticketmaster.com in Vegas, 7 p.m. Pacific time. First ever live show for the Hoop Collective Podcast. going to be awesome. Best of luck on Friday night. Enjoy it. We can't wait to watch and listen. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate it, man. Sounds like you need to finish the show and fly out for the for the pod to me. That's what I would say. Um, Go out there for the show on Friday. Maybe a thought. Maybe. Possibly. Okay, Bontemps is going to pay for it. Awesome. Thank you, Tim. I appreciate the trip. And it's on the Bontemps expense account. Awesome. Uh, I would love to go there. And uh, by the way, I was yesterday after our show, and uh, Smalls happened to meet my buddy Cubby, who runs Farm Fresh Christmas yes. Treats. There was a great feature last night on ABC World News Tonight. David Muir doing a feature on the Farm Fresh Christmas Treats and the fact that they, the actual trees, the real trees, so much better than the fake trees. And it's that time of year. It is holiday season. If you want to help save the American Christmas farmer, get real and keep it real this holiday season by buying real Christmas trees. You don't want to spend on things that are just not going to be good for the environment, right? You can spend less for real Christmas trees and assume a farmer is saving their job or spend more for a fake Christmas tree and a farmer loses their job. Why would you do that? Buy real Christmas trees at Lowe's or wherever Christmas trees are sold and get more information online. Plus participate in cool contests at getrealkeepitreal.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. Time for a round of Respect It or Check It here on Unsportsmanlike, presented by Progressive Insurance. Michelle Smallman has questions for Chris Canty and I, Evan Cohen, and we are going to answer it, whether we respect the question or we're going to check the question. This is a will X team make the playoffs version of respect it it or check it. So first up, will the Vikings make the playoffs? Respect it or check it? Check it. And I can't believe it because I was first on this train about the Vikings making the playoffs, thinking that the remaining schedule was going to be so easy. But the Denver Broncos got better. (laughs) The Las Vegas Raiders got the interim head coach bump. The Cincinnati Bengals with Jake Brown and look like they're all of a sudden a tough out. I mean, the Detroit Lions are who they are. The Vikings got them twice, and the Green Bay Packers are better. So, no, I, I don't think the Vikings are going to make the playoffs. And the shine has kind of come off of Josh Dobbs of late. I'm going to say they end up on the outside looking in. Check it, and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought I saw reporting yesterday that Kevin O'Connell, the head coach of the Vikings, was planning on announcing his quarterback starter today, which means 
Josh Dobbs is not the starting quarterback definitively the rest of the season? Uh, yeah, I think Jaron Hall being healthy is now throwing things up in the air. I don't know that it's not going to be Josh Dobbs, yeah. which is why everybody's waiting for the announcement. No matter who the quarterback is, I don't think it's going to make a difference. But it adds to the whole point of when you said, what, the shine has been kind of off of Josh Dobbs. Yeah. The fact that there's even a gray area would indicate to me a check it that they're not confident necessarily in their own guy. Well, here's the thing. Justin Jefferson is supposed to be back from the hamstring injury, so that might change things a little bit in terms of how much better those quarterbacks are going to be. But I still don't think that's going to be enough for Minnesota to get into the playoffs. I don't. Next one. The Packers will make the playoffs. Respect it or check it? Respect it. I'm respecting this one. I am all in on the Green Bay Packers. I said it before. I'll say it again. Over the last five games, the Green Bay Packers have won four of them, and Jordan Love is third in the NFL in QBR behind Brock Purdy and Dak Prescott, two guys that are presumptive front runners when it comes to MVP. That's how good Jordan Love has been. They got a top 10 scoring defense. Those guys on that side of the ball have been disruptive. We saw what they did on Sunday night against the Kansas City Chiefs. This is a team that's finding its form at the right time. And let's also remember this. Matt LaFleur undefeated in December as the Packers head coach. They don't lose games with Matt LaFleur in December. Period. Point blank. So, yeah, I am buying into the Green Bay Packers being a playoff team. Respect it, and I want it to happen. <laughs> it's not that I'm a Packers fan. I want this Jordan Love story. Love story. I want this Jordan Love story. Just say yes. No pun intended. No pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> the love story, and then Romeo, the wide receiver, Romeo Dobbs. I want this all to play itself out because what happens is in the, in the crazy intersection of sports storylines, Packers in, Jets out. Jets controversy, Packers are quiet, Packers have a young roster moving forward that everyone's excited about, Jets have a roster and a coaching staff that CC is saying, blow it all up, oh baby, yes, that gives us a fun offseason, so respect it on the Packers. The arrow is definitely pointing up on the Packers. Respect it or check it, the Rams will make the playoffs. I'm going to respect it. I'm going to respect it, and I, I'm not saying it with my chest, but they are on a three-game win streak, and they beat the Seattle Seahawks and the Cleveland Browns during that span. Now they got to step up in class this weekend. They're on the road in Baltimore, so we'll see what they do against the Ravens. But after that, they've got a stretch where you got the Commanders, the Saints, and the Giants. They should win all three of those games. So you're talking about them being able to get to nine wins. I think that's enough to sneak in as a wild card team. So I think we actually have to group in our next one, Smalls, with this. The Seahawks? Right? So, if we're because I agree with you, if we're respecting the Rams, we automatically then have to check the Seahawks unless somehow, some way, you think the Seahawks are going to win the no. division, no. which I know you don't. No. So that automatically meet because if we're going to put the Packers in and we're not going to have them win the division, and we're going to put the Rams in and we're not going to have them win the division, Seahawks have to be out, right? That is correct. So we're checking the Seahawks. I think we. That's it. I think by the math we have to, right? Yes. Well, no. I- I, I believe more in the Seahawks than I do the Rams, even though they have been Ooh, disruptive and in, in a tougher out. Well, here's the thing. I, I think the Seahawks are a – let me say this. I think the Seahawks are a better team than the Rams, but the Seahawks have a monster schedule down the stretch. I mean, it, it just it's – you got the San Francisco 49ers this week. You got the Philadelphia Eagles the following week, and you got a date with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just – I can't see Seattle getting to nine wins, and that's the thing that I—that's what I think is ultimately going to determine whether they're in. They got to get to nine wins. I have an easier time seeing the Rams get there than the Seahawks getting there. Can I add one thing on the Seahawks? You know, how, like we always think about 
that next location for the great quarterback that could potentially come available. Remember a few years ago, we're all like, oh, Rodgers to the Broncos. They have this. They have that. Like That could be the thing, and it ends up, obviously, Russell Wilson. Should the Seahawks be that team? Because we talked about the, the Falcons as that team with the weapons they have. Geno's good. Geno's fine. Geno's not amazing. Yeah, he's not the long-term guy. But the Seahawks around him mm. are good. Super Bowl winning head coach, offensive weapons, strong defense. They're kind of turnkey for a good quarterback to Yeah, go I don't know who that quarterback is. So I'm presenting a problem without a solution. I'm acknowledging that. But I don't know who that great quarterback is. But I guess I, what I'm saying is if I'm a great quarterback and I'm looking for a new destination, maybe I do consider Seattle as one. Just throwing that out there. It is kind of an enticing place to go yeah. based on everything we just outlined. Okay, last one. The Bucks, the Tampa Bay Bucks, will make the playoffs. Respect it or check it. It's making the playoffs even making the playoffs for the NFC South winner. Like, you're guaranteed a loss in your Somebody coach on the It season. would be for Todd Bowles. Yes. Well, it I would like be him. for He's Todd Bowles. Good, good point. Yeah. In the post-Tom Brady era. No doubt. That's a, that's a feather in your cap. I guess I'm going to check it only because there's a team ahead of them. By the way. If the Bucks were six and six and the Falcons were five and seven, I would have respected it. I would have just picked the, the front runner at this point. <laughs> I don't know who is any are any of those teams good? And now Derek Carr, unfortunately, has a second concussion in three weeks, which Mike Lombardi, former NFL GM, threw out there, and he's not he's not wrong on this. There needs to be an automatic IR for two concussions in three weeks. Yeah. Does that does that help the Saints though, or does that hurt them? <laughs> well, I mean, I just, like, like, are we sure that the combination of Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston isn't better than what we got from Derek Carr? This I mean, I'm, I've never been a Jameis. I'm sorry, a, a Derek Carr guy. I've I know you've never, never been a Jameis guy. I've never been a Jameis. Well, I don't like anybody that throws that many unless interceptions. You, unless you're going to do a seafood boil, then it's different. But yeah, we'll, we'll get it on the cheap. If yeah, but, but, here, but here's the thing: I'm going to say yes. The Bucks make the playoffs. I'm going to say yes. They actually make the playoffs. They're seeing the Atlanta Falcons this weekend. And ultimately, if you end up being able to win that game, you got to share first place. And down the stretch, I just want to believe in a quarterback that's won a playoff game and a head coach that's guided his team to the postseason in Todd Bowles. I just want to believe in them more than I believe in the Atlanta Falcons. So, yes, I'm going to say the Tampa Bay Bucks make the playoffs. Respect it. What is this division? I'm just like looking it over. Like, we what barely is this even division? ever talk pick about the one. NFC South. Pick one, Ev. No, I'll go, I'll go with the Falcons as making the playoffs. So you're going to so check it. You're I'm going to check, check the, the Bucks, But okay. again, that could change literally on Monday okay. after the, this game is over. But I'm just, oh, God. Do you think, okay, so here's the thing about that division as we kind of leave off on the, on the Bucks there. There's been a thought in years past that when a team wins a division with an under 500 record, they should not be given the same perks as when a team wins a division with an over 500 record. Do you believe that if a team wins a division at 8-9, and nine, it should be an automatic first-round road game? No. That they get the same perk as if they were 16-1? and one. Yeah, there's got to be some value in running your division. Yes. And not being the worst team in your division <laughs> and being the best team in your division, even though your division is awful, should matter. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Uh, coming up, we'll have our unsportsmanlike moment of the day. But first, CC has this from Vivid Seats. Bowl season, basketball, hockey, and pro football are all in action, and Vivid Seats has it all for you in your ticket gifting needs this holiday season. See every one-timer, every touchdown, every dunk, live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats Rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us fans, offering unbeatable rewards like surprise seat upgrades, free tickets, annual birthday discounts, and more. Visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. 
We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This is the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. We survived a terrible, terrible moment in our history. The most unsportsmanlike moment of the day. That was terrible. It was not a great look. We are Unsportsmanlike here on ESPN Radio. ESPNU, we are presented by Progressive Insurance. Every day at this time, hello, Michelle Smallman, Chris Canty, Evan Cohen with you. We give our unsportsmanlike moments of the day. Something different, something memorable, something funny, whatever you want to say there that stands out to you. So here, we got a few of them today. The Toronto Raptors head coach, Darko Ryakovich, actually said that if his team won three games in a row, he would provide them an all-expense-paid dinner on him mm. if they won three games in a row. Mm. Now, that to me is interesting. I'm not going to get into the obvious thing, which is obvious for no one but a loser like me, which is that is clearly salary cap circumvention. But nonetheless, <laughs> is this something that would motivate players who make millions of dollars that someone else, CC, would be paying for their dinner? No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no chance. We better go out there and no give it chance. our all because coach is picking up the tab. No chance. Nah, nah. This, 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 that's not going to get a gun. That's not going to get a gun, coach. Sorry. That's not going to work. That's not going to motivate. Now, no. if you had someone else paying for your dinner, are you running up the tab or are you getting what you would normally order? What is your order in that spot? See, that's the thing. I don't think you should be running up the tab just because it's on somebody else. I'm not like Javante Lawrence. I don't believe in ordering meals for not only me, but for everybody that's in my not house a smart man. to take home. I saw what I would run it I up. Would, I wouldn't do that. Run like, it up. No, I'm not Javante, doing that. Javante's trying out for the Raptors later today. <laughs> yes, as a result, exactly. run it up, he says, run no, it no, up. No, I just I would order what I want. Like I was just gonna get an appetizer, I get a main course, and then I have a dessert. There it is. You're gonna get an appetizer? Yeah. Wow. What would you get? Would you run it up if somebody else was paying for no, you? No, my Midwestern mentality would never let me do that. I would exactly. get like the you know the chicken main and then say no, no, Are I'm you? good on the sides, no wine, whatever. Uh-oh. Are you anti appetizer? No, I'm have- very pro appetizer. But if someone else is picking up the bill, I'm very conscious of that. So you wouldn't get an appetizer. No, I would want one, but I would forego it. What? It's, just, wow. get, just get it. It's well, all expensive. Well, 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 when, when I'm saying run it up, like getting a, you know, a, a I want three or four appetizers. Yeah. I'll order a couple of mains. And that I'm is getting shocking a, I'm getting to a me. dessert yeah. to eat there and a dessert to take home. And a shrimp like, scampi to take home as well. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm, treating it, I'm treating it like the rookie dinner. You're going you full Javante. I'm going like the rookie. So okay. if the, that's the circuit. Like if it's the rookie dinner. That's different? Because, yeah, that's different. Because that's like an indoctrination. So 
the rookies treat the veterans to a nice meal. And, hey, if I want to order a couple of bottles of wine, get the <laughs> whoa, Opus, whoa, whoa. get the Camus popping on. Oh, the this is, oh, the, the rookie dinners are not I'm like. Sprinkling some penultimate, silver oak. Like, we got, we're going down all. We get the Somali. The sommelier is staying in the room with us because we tried all the different bottles of wine we want to try. I want shots of Louis the Thirteenth. I, I want the cowboy ribeye dry aged. I want it. See, this little is Oscar worse, though. On top. 1942. Because the coach makes way more than the rookie does, depending on how, like, in the, the NFL. Well, yeah, but if you have an entire rookie class that's doing it. Oh, yeah, it, I guess that's true. Yeah, yeah and I they're guess splitting true. it. I don't feel as bad. I, I, I got to go back to Smalls, though. Yes. I, I don't understand. So if you're going to say, all right, well, I'm not going to run it up. CC just gave you the example of what running it up looks like. Sure. You're saying you wouldn't get, like, uh, a French onion soup before your chicken dish Mm-mm. if someone else is paying? If it's my boss in a way, then no. Like if my boss is taking me out to lunch, we want to have a chat, we want to do it off campus, we're going out to lunch. I'm not over-ordering. But that's not over-ordering. What Cece just said is over-ordering. That's over-ordering, yeah. Right. You're yeah, saying just like a regular appetizer. So under no circumstance would you over-order? No. Who orders French onion soup as an appetizer? I don't appetizer? know. Whatever. Oh, God, Pat. Whatever it is. What, what appetizer Evan do you Cohen. Want? I actually am not I a French onion. I love French onion soup. I'm actually not a French onion oh, soup guy. So I don't know good. why I actually year, chose that. It's a cozy meal. So, Pat, give me an ex- a better example then of what of – because what, I, I don't understand how she's turning this down. I don't know, like something normal, like mozzarella sticks or okay, something. Okay, mozzarella sticks. You would not get mozzarella sticks. Yeah, but I'm if not you gonna, were paying, you would get them. I'm not going to sit down with our boss at lunch and be like, I'll take the arancini appetizer, the like winter salad. I'm going to take the shrimp scampi, and I'm going to have the lava cake for dessert. I'm not going to do all that. I'm just going to get my pasta and call it a day. Wait, but, if it was, but if it was a whole crew, would you order one? Like if it was all of us going out and they were like, eh, this one's on us, would you get an appetizer? If we were going to all split it, not for me personally. What, what's the – like you can't say, oh, a Midwest like, – I don't know. I just would be Midwest really conscious thing. That's a of thing. other people paying. That's just me. Okay. Well, speaking of money, uh, last night um, the Milwaukee Bucks advanced to the – So feel free to invite me to dinner anytime. No, because you're not going to eat anything. <laughs> and then it's going to be like insulting for the rest of us. Um, so the Milwaukee Bucks advanced last night with a win against the Knicks. They're going to take on the Indiana, Indiana Pacers during the, um, the in-season tournament on Thursday. ESPN will have the coverage beginning at 5 p.m. Eastern. Post-game, Jared Greenberg, TNT, is interviewing Giannis, who I guess did not realize that the players get extra money for this. Take a listen. Could make it a little better. You said you're going to play roulette. You're going to get at least $100,000, so that'll make it easier. Are we getting money now? We got some money? That's a, new, that's a surprise to you. Hey, the, the rich get richer. The rich get richer. They're getting money. I mean, he is right about that. But it's $100,000 for making the last four. And it's amazing because if you can make tons of money here off of this, they, Giannis is so rich that – he made $100,000 last night and didn't know it. Had no idea. Oh, my God, to be in that world. That is amazing. If you follow CeCe's betting, you actually have lost $100,000, as a matter of fact. We're going to get to that in one second. But I do want to provide one other unsportsmanlike moment. So it involves a former uh, soccer player that nobody realizes is a former soccer player, but it's a way for me to tie it in. Andrew Shue. Um, he played in the, for the LA Galaxy as an actor. There's a, a couple, Amy Roback, TJ Holmes. They were on Good Morning America. They are together. Oh, yeah. I see them all the time. You see them all the time. Great. Yeah, in New York. On interesting New York. story how they got together. But okay. But I digress. Well, it may, be, <laughs> it may be even more interesting as to what's happening with their exes. Drama. Not only are these two together, now TMZ is reported and, and Page Six New York Post, 
Their exes are now dating each other. The two of them left relationships for each other. That's their business. I'm trying to get into it. But now their exes are dating each other. To spite them? I don't know. Is that not unbelievable to have the exes dating each other? I couldn't even imagine that. Unsportsmanlike moments of the day. All right, CC, what do you have for your best bet, ESPN bet? Okay, so if you followed us last night, you actually made a little money. All right, so oh, we're trying, we're trying, to, we're trying to crawl out of the hole. <laughs> the we're, tra- is over. we're trying to crawl. The slump is over. We we had the slump buster that was the New York Knicks. Thank you, Nuno. We appreciate you. And now we're trying to build momentum. So we're going to go back to the well, back to the association. We're going Thunder Rockets tonight. Two young, exciting teams. I'm going with the Oklahoma City Thunder to cover the spread. So they're laying two and a half points against the Rockets. I'm also putting that with Chet Holmgren over eight and a half boards and over 16 and a half points. It pays out at plus 407. So a little bit of lunch money. We were plus 260 last night. Now we're moving over. Three leg parlay. We've got the Oklahoma City Thunder laying two and a half. Chet Holmgren over eight and a half boards and over 16 and a half points. Again, that three-leg parlay pays out at plus 407. I like it. Get involved. I like it. Get involved. That's a lot to digest for me Get there. involved. That's a lot. So the Thunder and the Rockets tonight, two teams that I feel like have 8,000 draft picks, and yet both, especially the Thunder, very good this year. I'm still going back to what Bontemps, Tim Bontemps, when he joined us, you asked him about the Thunder, the Magic, and the T-Wolves. Timberwolves, and he didn't back down on any of them continuing this, which is really interesting because you would just think logically if you have three teams that kind of come out of nowhere to be the level that they're at this year, one of them falls back. And he's saying, no, 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 all three of them could be top six teams. Orlando is 14 and six. Let's see here. The, the, Minnesota's 15 and four. And then the Thunder are 13 Four, and six. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Minnesota at some point comes back to life. I but mean, maybe Anthony, not. Edwards, Anthony Edwards, Ant Man is unbelievable. Unbelievable. And Orlando. I mean, he is special. Nobody saw this coming to, to have this kind of success this year at all. That with the Orlando Magic here in the uh, Eastern Conference, and obviously their their event at the Jimmy Kimmel Theater on uh, Friday night in Las Vegas. All right, does Otani sign today? What do we think? Are no. we going to get Otani? No, no. not no. today. Not How today. much longer are we going to wait? I think this is going to take a while because this is going to be a massive number. He's just going to see. Who, about, who I mean, leaks? this is going this is going five hundred million dollars. People are saying six could get to six hundred. Five hundred million dollars at least. Yeah, could it get to six? Is he worth six? Ten years, six hundred million dollar deal. The injury might have. Are you an auctioneer? Five hundred? Can I get six? Can I get five hundred? Can I get five hundred? <laughs> Greedy coming up next. We are on here with the purple shirt. Sportsman Life presented Sold. by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. Thanks for listening to the Unsportsmanlike podcast on ESPN Radio. You can listen to Unsportsmanlike live weekdays from 6 to 10 a.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch on ESPN2 and on ESPNU. Unsportsmanlike with Evan Canty and Michelle.